we may be born into the kingdom of the uh, of God as children of God, of heirs, as as as, as co-heirs with Jesus, with everything that God has ordained, everything God has promised Him. But today, I need you to know that if you're... I need people to understand what being a child of God is. I need you to understand that we have power, we have authority in the name of Jesus. That if you've been born again, you have the power that Jesus has. You have the blessings that Jesus has. You have the anointing on your life that Jesus has. We've been in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to start in verse 7. Uh, I put 8 up here, but we've got to jump back one, one verse to get the full meaning of these verses right here. The Apostle Paul, when he wrote this book, he, he wrote it that we may have life and have it more abundantly, that we may understand that we're not under the, the, the curse of, of the law. You know, there's a lot of people in this world wants to take the law and say, well, the law has good. The law tells us the things that we should do and we should not do. But the, but, but, but the, but the law was a curse to mankind. The law showed that they can never please God by being good people. Paul writes, I mean, uh, King David writes in, in Psalms, uh, 14, Psalms verse, uh, chapter 14, verse number one, it says, the fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. Now, this is something very important you need to understand. When people deny the existence of God Almighty, when, 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 People say that they can do it their way and not God's way. Then, then the Bible says the fool. And I'm not calling anybody in here a fool. I'm reading the scripture. But it's foolish for man to think that he can do this himself. That there's so many things in life we've been taught, we've said somewhere along the way. Mama said, if you just do this or just say this prayer. And there's a lot of truth in that, but you have to have the Holy Spirit on you. The Holy Spirit, God's Holy Spirit that come back to protect. You know, it was God's plan for mankind. It was Jesus who paid for that plan. He financed it. He paid it. And the Holy Spirit was sent back to protect that. To keep that uh, where it was pure and clean, unadulterated. you got a lot of churches today. you got a lot of re religious organizations. And I'm going to call them religious because they're bound in, 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 in tradition. We don't have tradition here. All we have is by the blood that we're set free. By the blood that Jesus shed for you and me, we can be free uh, from sin. We can be free from death, hell, and the grave. We can have a hope that, that if something happens and you uh, drop dead of a heart attack today, y'all apologize. i got too many things to record and keep up with here that likes to fall off sometimes. But, but God Almighty Himself made a plan to redeem man. It says... They are corrupt. They have done abominable work. Uh, it says, There is none that doeth good. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there uh, were any that did understand and seek God. Verse number 3, They are all gone aside. Do y'all hear what the, the writer of the Psalms is saying there? That all have gone aside. 
No person in their self can be redeemed. They can ever stand before a just, almighty God, a, 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 a loving God, a merciful God, a graceful God, a God that wants to, to, to redeem you, to make you His child. There is no man that has ever done good. We have opinions. Men have standards. We have standards when we judge people by how they look, how they act, the things that they do. We have a standard and we say, that's a good man, that's a good woman. Oh, you can't beat them. But in their own nature, in their own ability, they are a, 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 a unrighteous person. They are stained with sin. They have a corruptible hearts. It says, you know, the Bible teaches us so many things about how human nature is. But by the Spirit of God being placed in man and woman and child, whatever, the Spirit of God redeems us. It makes us into the image of Christ. No, you're not transformed immediately, physically, how you act, how you think, how you do things. But by being a child, it says that, that if a person is born again, that old nature is dead. You're dead to sin. You're dead to captivity. But the new nature that comes forth sets you free. Amen? It, 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 you begin a new creation. You begin a new person. Just like an infant. Just like River. Uh, you, you take that. If, 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 if Maddie and Lucas and, 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 and Gwen and, and Buck... And Diane and Brent, the grandparents and the parents of this child, never teach that child how to grow into maturity and become a, a upstanding citizen. And if they don't instill the Word of God in that child when he's young, when he's old, the Bible says that, uh, to teach a child and while he was young and when he's old he will not depart from it. So what's the, the opposite side of that? If you don't teach your children what the Word of God is when they're young, when they're old, they won't have it in them. And the world's drawing them out there. Amen. How many people have been led astray? Amen. I ain't talking. Am I the only one in here that's ever fallen off? Amen. Come on, somebody. How many people in here have been deceived by Satan? It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the desires of life. How many people have been led astray away from what God had for you by these desires, these worldly things that entangle us? But God says, I'll redeem you from that. I'll forgive you for that. But Satan wants to keep you bound in that. Y'all realize that we have people today that have talents that God's blessed them with to, 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 to expound the Word of God, to, to promote the Word of God, to send the Word of God out and to reach other people that they may be redeemed. But they have something, a big, huge, black stain on their life. And they say, I'm not qualified. If you knew what I'd done, Praise God, if you knew, if every one of us stood up and had a confession in here, you'd see that every one of us has got a dark past. Amen? But the blood of Christ is so wonderful, it'll take that crimson stain and it'll blot it out and it'll make it white as snow. It's through Him that you're redeemed, not through works. There is nothing that will ever save you other than by you freely accepting the finished work on Calvary's cross that Jesus done it all. He paid every, and we studied it this morning in our young adults, that, 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 that Jesus, and I think it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, don't hold me to it, but it's somewhere right in there that it says that God made Jesus to be sin, that had never sinned, that He made Him sin, He took on our sins. And by Him taking on our sins, we have the ability to go before Jesus and bow down and accept His finished work. 
Don't add nothing to it afterwards. Don't say, well, i got to do this, this, and this. Or before, to get to it, you can't read enough, you can't study enough. You uh, And I explained to him, how many of you in here has ever had your heart broke? My Lord, once I've been heartbroken, just had your heart ripped slap out of your chest. I mean, you couldn't even mourn or cry anymore because you're so broken hearted because of something. And we thought, I'll never get past that. So many of us look at God and says, well, with, with what I've done wrong, I'm heartbroken that I've treated God that way. Some of us come and we hear the preached Word of God, and the Word of God shows us how sinful we are as man and as woman. And we can't get past that. God, I'm not good. Oh, I've done so much wrong. I can't never get past this. And Jesus says, I blotted that out. If you'll only accept me. He said, and I went through the Word last week when we were in verse number 7. Let me get back up here. Verse number 7, in whom we have redemption. You know, I went heavy. I stayed on redemption the whole time I preached. Uh, I believe it was a, 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 a grazzo was the word to, to buy out of the market. Ex grazzo was to buy out and, and, and to, to, to use for my own personal use. But the word here, redemption, was to buy out of bondage, to buy out of slavery, to free you from sin. He bought you out to set you free. And he said, and, and nowhere in the Bible does Jesus tell us, because I died for you, you need to serve me. He says, if you love me, and keep my commandments. I didn't die for you to put you under contract. I died for you to set you free. This is what you don't realize today. So many other religious denominations wants us to do all these works to be saved. But Jesus says, I freely give. I freely give you my blood. I freely I'll set you free. I don't, I don't require anything other than you to love me. And I was talking to him in there today to think about this right here. Imagine when your heart was ripped out of you, you kind of lost use for that person that broke your heart and it ripped it out. It's taken years and years and years for that relationship to be brought back together. But y'all, God is one of them. It don't matter how many times we break His heart. He's willing to forgive us instantly, right then and right there. It says, confess daily your sins, transgressions. When we mess up right then, we got to seek forgiveness. But think about this. If you're not willing to forgive that person that done you wrong, how can you expect God to forgive you when you do Him wrong? It's all about the forgiveness. We ought to be a kind and loving people. We ought to be a people that's able no matter how Hey, I'm thick-skinned and hard-headed. You can say what you want to about me, and it's very seldom as anybody ever get into the skin. Why? Because I have seen how I have misused God's grace. 
how I have trampled his blood under the feet, how I have put him back on the cross again, how I have mocked him, how I made a laughing stock out of the relationship of, of me being a Christian. These are the things I've done that he's never quit loving me and all these things. He still loves me no matter what. And I, that's the thing that excites me the most today is to know that no matter what I've done or what I'll ever do, if I accept him, he's forgiven me for my past, and my presence under the blood too. I don't have to be captive to sin no more. He's redeemed me. For, for, it says, redeem me through His blood for the forgiveness of sin. Y'all, sin kills. What's the wages of sin, people? Somebody tell me. For the wages of sin is death. There is nothing you can do. I don't care how many, whatever, uh, Prayers on your knees, all the kissing of the idols or, or good deeds, feeding the, the, the homeless or whatever. You'll never do enough to be redeemed. It says only by His blood are we redeemed. According to His riches and the grace. It says wherein He has abounded. Have a, what does the word abound mean? It ain't just to do good, is it? When you're abounding in business, what does that mean? You're knocking down the bucks, amen? I mean, it's really flowing in. And it says, He has abounded to us the riches, oh, I'm sorry, according to His riches. Verse number eight. Wherein He has abounded to us in all wisdom. What is wisdom? It's what most of us lack. Can I get amen there? But the wisdom that God gives to us freely, it's everything. He, there's no mystery anymore. The last mystery that God had was the church. And that church mystery has been opened up here. We're going to get there in a minute. I want you to understand. God has revealed to us through all wisdom and prudence. And all I could think of was when I read that word, y'all, I promise, I know I'm dumb and I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just dumb and y'all just got to live with that. Prudence, all I think about it was old prune, all swiveled up, just old, just, and I had to really go do some studying on this word prudence here. But prudence is practical understanding. You can read an instruction manual, amen, Buck? But if you don't put it to use, it ain't worth a flip. So many Christians listen to the Word of God preached week in and week out, Wednesday night. We take all this in. Oh, that's good, great, good message, preacher. Appreciate that. And we go out and we don't take anything out with us. We leave it right here in the house of God. But God says, I have abounded to you. I have been, I've sent more than you'll ever use. I'll give you more knowledge and understanding on how to live a life. Having made known unto us the mystery of what? Somebody say the word. Can anybody tell me the will of God? I've had so many times and I'm guilty of this. Oh, you need to find the will of God for your life. It's a mystery to most of us, right? We don't understand. I don't know what the will of God is for my life. I pray, Lord, open my eyes and show me what my will is, what your will is for me. And really, I'm trying to give him a grocery list of what I want my will from him to be. I mean, that's the way most people work in Christianity is I'm going to pray, God, send me this. God, give me a promotion. God, hey, I, I, I just straighten my, Lord, please straighten my, he is a, he's acting a, Lord, straighten my husband out. I've done all I can with him. You're going to have to take him now, or I, you're going to have to fix him now, I'm fixing to send him to you. Amen? Come on! But I want you to understand right here, God's will is for every man and woman child to be saved. 
That's not a mystery anymore, is it, Jerry? The, 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 the mystery of the church, the mystery of the church revealed is that the Jews, y'all think about this. If the Jews had not rejected Jesus Christ, we still wouldn't be in the picture. We'd still be lost bound for a devil's hell. But because He has revealed the church and the mystery of the church, His will is the church. It's that every man and woman be saved. Jack, God saved you to share the gospel. Amen? He, he saved everybody. Michelle, He saved it to work. And it ain't, you can't tell Him what He done for Jack. You've got to tell Him what He done for Michelle. I said this last week, y'all, the will of God is not a mystery anymore. It's not some big mystical, oh, I just wish I could figure this out. It's not. It's simple. God saved you to use you. To go tell somebody else what great things He's done for you, how He saved you. And that He loved them enough that He died for them also, and He'll redeem them. He'll set them free from the bondage of sin. And you know what the good thing about it is? Tyler, you don't have to be perfect no more. You can let that. You don't have to worry about being perfect no more. You know why? Because God loves you the way you are. He's going to give you the wisdom and the understanding how to be what He has called us to be. We as Christians, y'all, that's where we're messing up. Now we can talk football. Football fans, hold your fan hand up. I bet we could start rattling off statistics right now about. But if I said, please share with me the gospel, and I'm not going to do this to anybody here, okay? I, I, but if I said, share, share the gospel with me, we freeze up. Y'all, I still freeze up. I've been preaching seven years. And when so, oh, I get so nervous, and I'm like, okay, now let me go back. How do I do this again? What does gospel mean? Amen, brother. Amen. The gospel is the good news. What's the good news? Amen. Jesus Christ died for us. We make church too complicated. We make it to where we feel like that, you know, because I, all this that's going on right now, I'm trapped in a divorce. Right now, I'm trapped in drug addiction. Right now, I'm trapped in being in trouble, fixing to go to jail. So we're trapped in all these things the devil uses to keep us bound. And it says, those who find the Son, the Son sets free. And that's the biggest thing in church today. We ain't free. We lost. There's a lot of people sitting in church today that are lost and they're bound for a devil's hell. They're going to a place that they are not welcome. But we will not take what God's done for us and let it set us free. We may be heartbroken. Hey, these folks in here today, I know it's heartbroken that's still bound over something that happened. That, that, that it's, but you know what? God wants to free you from that burden. God wants, you know, forgiveness is not for the person that done you wrong. Forgiveness is for you to be set free, for you to get out of that spot. Because the devil will keep you bound in the devil's web. He'll keep you bound in an earthly hell just to torment you. There's so many of us in here, we get, we get trapped. And I, I, how many of you just, how many of you is tormented right now? Come on, be honest. There's things in our life that we battle daily with, that we are bound, we are, we are trapped. And Jesus said, because I died for you and I forgive your sins, I'll set you free. And believe you me, when you truly get set free, 
you'll have a whole different outlook on life. When we understand God's will, says the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure. Y'all, God is not... A, how many of you know who King Triton is off of Little Murray? Am I the only one here? He's that big old burly dude, big beard. and I mean, he's ripped. I wish anything I've had from there up, I look like King Triton. I might go around with my shirt off then, you know, when I was swimming or something. Now I want to get three of them just to hide all the fat. But you think about this right here. He's got that, that, that what's that thing called? Uh, the Triton. Okay, good job. That's why King Triton, right? But he's got that pitchfork, and buddy, he can tune that thing up, and it'll start glowing, and wow! That's what most of us look at God as. There's an old ogre up in heaven that's just waiting for you to do something wrong where he can zap you. That's as far from the truth as it is. It's what does the Bible say God is? Love. And you know, Paul, we get into it a little later in Ephesians. It says, I, brother, I pray. It says, I bow my knee and I pray that you would know the width, the height, the depth, and the breadth of my love. And that just a little scientific here. Most of us think we live in three dimensions. It's been proven that we live in ten dimensions. It's outside our comprehension. We can't understand these things right here. But God is so far above and beyond, we can't comprehend a lot of the stuff that what God... He's outside, but he says, look, I want you to understand one thing. Today, I want you to understand one thing. God's will for every man is to be saved. Every child to be saved. What is to be saved? Oh, preacher, I don't understand. What does it mean to be saved? To be saved is that the blood that Jesus shed on Calvary's cross covers the sins that you've committed and that by grace, God's grace, and the faith that you're going to put in Jesus' work, that those are gone away. You don't have to do any kind of work to be saved. All you have to do is to believe on the finished work at Calvary's cross. That's what we've got to learn to tell people. You can be saved today if you'll accept Him in. But all this is according to His what? His good pleasure. It brings God good pleasure for men to be saved. It brings Him joy and unspeakable for a man or a woman or a child to bow down and say, God, I know I'm a sinner. I know Your Son died for me, but I accept that. It says, which He has purposed in Himself. Y'all, everything that's done is for God's own pleasure in Himself that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, dispensation is a way of, uh, an order of how things are going to operate. In the Garden of Eden, there was a dispensation. That was the operation of how the Garden of Eden was going to be operated. When Abraham... When God came just to Abraham and He pointed out to Abraham, He says... Follow me. Leave your kinsmen. Leave your daddy. Leave your family. That dispensation of time of Abraham, the dispensation of time of Moses, the dispensation of time of the prophets. Y'all, all dispensation means here is right now in this time, 
We're in the, the, the government or the economy that God has ordained at this time is the church age. We are in the church age. So many people make so big a deal about the dispensation of the fullness of time. No, it's not. It's just simple. All it is is an order how God's going to operate right now. And when God gets done with the order of the church, He's going to rapture it out. He's going to call all His home. But are you one of God's today? We're sitting here in Sunday school praying, and you're talking about that system going haywire. I thought there's six gunshots and an explosion there for a second. I was praying, I thought, Lord, here we go home. Y'all, that in just an instant, God can call you home. But today, I want to ask the question, how many people in here, don't raise your hand. How many people in here are really not saved? you never placed your faith in Jesus, final, finish. How many of you in here? This is the whole purpose of coming together today is to explain the gospel, to give you the tools to go out and to reach people that are lost. How many of you in here has got a job? Uh, How many of you in here has got the opportunity to witness to somebody then? God's will for your life is that you share with them what He's done for you. That's, That's how simple it is. But I want you to understand, in the fullness of time, when all God's economies or all God's orders have come together and the fullness of time has gathered, everything will belong to Jesus Christ. He loved Him so much, He created all this for Him. That everything, I want you to understand, that that He might gather together in one. Understand He's going to bring everything full picture into one economy, into one rule of order under Jesus Christ's authority. Every knee is going to bow before Him and every tongue is going to confess Him, Lord. But if you've accepted Him, if you've bowed that knee on this side of eternity and you've confessed with that tongue on this side of eternity that Jesus is Lord and I accept Him in the free pardon of sin, then He's not going to say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. But if you wait till the fullness of time has come, and at the great white throne judgment, He's gathered everybody together, and He's going to say, and you're not going to have any excuse, because today you received the gospel. You receive the good news of Jesus Christ, how to be saved. And when you stand before Him and you say, I never knew, he's going to, he's, this is, my ugly face is going to flash on the screen in heaven. And He says, that man preached the Word to you that day and you rejected me. And today I cast you out from me. They come with a song of invitation. I want you to understand that He's going to gather all things together in one. All things that are in Christ. To be in Christ. I want you to understand this. To be in Christ is the means that you belong to Jesus Christ. He's your Master. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. The things that are in heaven, all of our kindred that's done died and went on, are in the presence of God right now. And they're hoping... They're looking over the, 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 the handrail of heaven. They're looking over the handrail of heaven right here this morning. And you read, you them folks are ready to hop up on the rail and go to shout hallelujah. 
So-and-so got saved today. It says that, that, that when one sinner is saved, there is a rejoicing, there is a shouting goes on in heaven. But how many of us are sitting here today and we're lost? How many of us are sitting here today and we never accepted Him? Because He is going to gather us together. All things in Christ. If you're not in Christ, you're not going to be gathered together in that. Today, let's stand to our feet. I want you to understand. I want you to understand right here today to receive the free pardon of sin. Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, it says, If you believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins, and you confess with your mouth that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's time to lay our burdens down. It's time to lay the past sins down. It's time to be set free. This morning I'd ask them, they start saying, Are you truly free? Are you truly free? I'd ask you today, let Him set you free. Come on. Don't stand there. Come on. Don't stand there. Come on. Please come. Please be set free today. Please accept the, the free pardon of sin. I'd ask you to come. Let Him set you free. Let Him set you free. If you've been saved before, if you've been saved before and you're not walking with the walk that He's called you to walk, please come. Please come. We need you today. Goshen Valley Baptist needs your help, needs your commitment. We'd ask you to come today. Please come. Please come. If you was once active, if, if you were once active in the kingdom of God, you worked for the church, you've done all these things for the church, something's happened to you, your heart's not where it needs to be. I'd ask you to come today. We need you to come today. Come say, I surrender. I surrender all, God. I give it to you. Please come. Please come today. Please come today. Come on. Come on. Be set free today. He loves you. He wants to set you free. Come on. Please just step out. Just step out. Just step out. Just step out. Come on. We need you. We need you. Please come today. Please come. Please come be set free today. Please come set free today. No matter what people say about you. It don't matter what people say about you. What God says about you. You know what God's opinion is? He loves you. He loves you so much He died for you. And He's saying, please come to me. Please come to me. Please come to me. Just step out and come to me. Be set free today. Be set free today. I am redeemed. You set me free. Come on. Come on. Come on. God's calling you. He wants to save you. Turn loose. Turn loose. Come on, turn loose. Turn loose.
loose of the chariot, brother. If you turn loose of that, you hold on for dear life. You hold on for dear life. Turn loose. Turn loose. Just come, be a child of God. Come, be a child of God. No matter how old you are. You want that new name? You want that new life? Come on. Come on. We'd ask you to come today. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He wants to mend your broken heart. You listening to me? That fear, that fear that you get when you think about leaving this world. He wants to set you free. Take off these heavy 